Hey, it's Colleen. Hi, it's Kate. And it's Megan. And we're the Three Three Scheme Queens. Queens. Join us as we discuss popular hoaxes and give you our comedic take on what is fact and what is fiction. If you have a sense of humor and an open mind, come take this journey with us. We'll tell you what we think and we'll try to prove it to you. Is this thing on? Hey, hey guys. guys, welcome back. How's everybody doing? Just, you know, enjoying the snow. Oh my gosh, I love snow. It's so pretty right now, and it just makes me want to know, like, hang by the fire. Which what we're doing now? We're just like hanging out by the fireplace, drinking some. Oh, that's a spoiler alert. We can't say that yet. Yeah, gotta wait for it. Um, just makes me want to like read my book. You know. But the kids, my kids are like, let's go. Let's go sledding. I just love being outside of the snow. Um, Yeah. And then like the kids are like, I want to go outside. And, you know, I like to go outside. But then when you're out there, you're out there for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And suddenly a kid's lost a glove. Yeah. Or then their mitten feels funny underneath their coat sleeve. Yes. And then the hat makes your head itchy. Yes. And then it's like, I'm cold. Yeah. Or then one of your older brothers shoves snowballs down your pants. Right. right, right. Or you get run over by your other brother with a sled and you break your collarbone. <laughs> Shout out to Timmy. <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> Wait, that happened? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I got tackled by the neighbor's like big black lab and I was too small and the snow was too high and I couldn't get back up. So anyway, less about the snow and our childhood trauma. No, literally. Yeah, tell tell people where we can where they can find us, Megan. Well, not Twitter. Nope, no, not Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, www.threeschemequeens.com is our webpage with links to all of our social media episodes and ways to support us, including merch. Woo! You can merch. also <laughs> merch. You can also find us on Buzzsprout. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Three Scheme Queens. That's the number three. All uh, Scheme Queens, all one word. And you can reach out to us on our website via the contact link if you have any thoughts, questions, or concerns. Uh, so let's start with a shout out to Kathy. Kathy. Yes. Kathy from Bellevue, Washington. She bought us a cup of coffee. Washington, the state. Thanks, Kathy. Like Twilight. Yes. <laughs> she put in a request to hear about the Erickson twins because I guess one of the sisters lives in her hometown. Oh, yeah. We're going to do that for yes. coming soon. It was already on the list. Yes. We will definitely put a little star by it. Uh, so, yeah, again, if you want to support us financially, check out our website or our social media. You can find links to buy us a cup of coffee, buy some merch. There's some Amazon affiliate links for additional content. Uh, we appreciate your donations. But even more importantly, please just uh, support us. Please. Yeah. Give us, you know, the five star reviews. Give us some feedback. Tell your friends to listen. Share the pod. Yes. So is it time for our drink yeah. check? Drink check. <laughs> All right, guys, what are we drinking today? Um, today I am drinking the usual diet coke. However, my diet coke is comfortably coozied with an acuzzi with our logo on it. <laughs> Hashtag merch. Can you use the term koozie as a verb? Koozied. Yeah. I- I feel like everything can be a verb, right? It is when I say it. 
You just say it with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking, Kate? Um, well, I'm drinking um, some hot chocolate made with oat milk mm-hmm. in a crazy plant lady mug that I gave Megan last year for Christmas. It's like a little terracotta plant pot. It's real cute. Mm-hmm. And this hot cocoa is slapping. Uh, in case any listeners haven't picked up on this, we are a couple of basic gals. Yeah, uh, basic bees. But we do love our plants. And I love to try not to kill them. And I love to give her propagation. She's our plant mom. Yes, yeah. but there's no judgment if they don't make it. Yeah. Right, Megan? Right. Uh, I am drinking some Simi Chardonnay. That's the Chardonnay we had at our wedding. Ooh, congrats, Bourbon Boy and Kate. Yeah. You had a a selection of white wine at your wedding? Yeah, we sure did. Um, But we are mostly red wine drinkers and bourbon drinkers. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, The bourbon was all gone. All the whiskey went first at our wedding. Literally iconic. (laughs) And the only thing that was really left over was... The simi? I say simi. You said simi. simi. I don't know. Simi Chardonnay. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Did your head hurt the next day from all that red wine? Uh, no, actually. But I was also 24, so. <laughs> <laughs> you were 24 when you got married. Yeah, child oh, bride. I was a child bride. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, But still married, so, mm-hmm. you know. That's also why she's, like, never had to change her own flat tire. Or no. Mm-mm, no. Mm-hmm. I've got a husband for that. And before that, a dad. True. <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, well, now, but like but, feminism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I will say? Also, Steph, friend of the pod, posted something during like one of the first snow days um, of her husband, you know, clearing the car, and she was like, "Watching feminism leave my body." And I messed her. I was like, "Girl, I am such a feminist, except like I love a door held for me. I love a man to do things for me." <laughs> yeah, let's bring back men. You know doing things for girls that are nice like opening doors pay for our meals and none of this like let's split the check bullshit (laughs) also also, this is coming from a girl who married a boy she met in middle school and was married at 24 and didn't ever have to the online date yeah that's true (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. um but the seamy so kate's a red wine drinker sure do i love the red wine but you've been on a bit of a buttery shark i have you know because I would always go over to Megan's house and I'd be like, what you got to drink? And she's like, I have this white wine. And I was like, okay. And so one time she had this wine named Butter that's delicious. And and I I like picked it because I liked the label. And she was like, it's like a buttery shard. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. But and so I drank it and I was like, oh, wait a second. I actually like this. Chicken. So, um, yeah, yeah. that it's that malolactic fermentation. Oh, that word. That's what gives it that buttery taste. I was at a wine club, guys. Uh, Also, Simi. Simi is not a a good example of this. Uh, I like, you know, I don't necessarily have to drink a buttery shard. I like Sauvignon Blanc. I love Mm. uh, a crisp Chardonnay. I also love like a nice buttery, buttery, toasty Chardonnay. Um, But I specifically love a buttery shard made in a bourbon barrel. Because guess what, guys? It's not bourbon if the barrels made or used twice. That's right. So they have this bourbon barrel with nothing left to do but make some wine, you know? Yeah. Uh, And it gives that nice toasty flavor, which pairs well with that butter, good mouthfeel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I personally enjoy uh, your drinking vessel today, Megan. Yes, I'm drinking out of a Crime Junkie mug. Shout out Crime Junkie. Be weird, be rude, stay, stay alive. alive. <laughs>
Um, yeah, it's another podcast, but everyone knows Crime Junkie. It's like the number one podcast right now. Uh, that and the Kelsey Brothers. Oh, that I forgot the Kelsey Brothers already. Three Scheme Queens. Have you heard of them? Yeah. I don't sure. know if we're number one, but <laughs> have you ever heard of three Number one in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I think Kate. I mean, also, Mermaid Girl and I bonded over uh, Crime Junkie. We'd been friends for a while at that point, but Kate and I bonded because she was like, do you listen to Crime Junkie? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. Should we start a podcast? And then like five years go have gone by and here we are. Yeah. Starting the podcast. It took five years, but we got funny. There. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Mostly she was like, Colleen and I are funny. We should have a podcast. Yeah, and I was like, what's your format? Well, you know, really- and they just stared at me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we were like, we're just going to slap on some headphones and talk into a microphone. Yeah. I said, and people will love it. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I do think you guys are funny, but I was like, no one wants to listen to a couple of girls just like giggling and telling inside jokes. Uh-huh. So huh. we came up with a format. Yeah. And here we are. Anyways, you guys know what I like to do uh, after a few glasses of wine? What? What do you like to do? I like to go to sleep. Oh. On a really comfortable. Uh, mattress oh i can find one yeah well it shouldn't be hard to find one because there's like five mattress stores on each block yeah well you know what guys today we're talking about mattress firm oh all right so let me get into a little bit more in depth on this theory um have you guys ever slept on a mattress before? Yes. Never. <laughs> never. Have you ever questioned whether or not your comfortable sleeping mat was part of a money laundering scandal? I have not. Interesting. Well, this is what many conspiracy theorists believe is happening with this popular mattress company, Mattress Firm. We often see multiple storefronts within a localized area, even up to five in one mile radius in certain cities. You may also note that these storefronts are normally empty, but yet are always having large sales. The parent company for these stores has also been confirmed to be involved in financial crimes within the last decade. Is this an innocent mattress business or are they hiding something? Are they hiding a money laundering scandal? Well, I'm going to try to prove it to you. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't realize um, how many mattress firms were around. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, until you like pointed it out to me, and then I started seeing them everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Literally yeah. everywhere. It's very strange, and they're always empty. A hun- and with like the fluorescent lights on, but nobody's home. Yeah, and you can just pull it up on Google Maps, and there's like four on a block. It's yeah. ridiculous. So before we get into it, like generally, what do you guys think? I mean, I gotta be honest. I went down the oh, Reddit yeah. rabbit hole on There's this one. A lot on Reddit on this one. I think I'm sort of a believer that something fishy is going on. Oh, you are? That's interesting. I don't really know enough about it, so my jury's out. Yeah. I mean, as I researched, I definitely think they're hiding things, but I don't know what illegal activity specifically. Like, I don't think it's necessarily money laundering anymore, yeah. but you might definitely. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, also, side note, don't you hate when you're, like, researching these conspiracy theories that and they you, like, prove you wrong? Why yes. to believe in so bad? Yes. Like, All right. So the first kind of segment I want to get into is the number of locations specifically. It's a very suspicious aspect of the company in whole. Like, they have an insane number of stores per block. 
There's one particular city. I thought it was Detroit. People always talk about it, but I was proven wrong. It's actually in Indiana <laughs> where there's five, very wrong, Indiana, Detroit, not the same. <laughs> um, there's five stores in Indiana that are within less than a mile radius, which is absolutely outrageous. <laughs> um, and then in total in America, there's over 3,000 storefronts in America alone, which is apparently about equivalent to the number of Starbucks you see. What? So literally on every block. Oh my god! I did see that number, which is interesting, right? Because you think about it, I mean, I could have Starbucks every day, but how often do you really need a mattress? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 you don't need a mattress every day. Yeah, so they're clearly shuffling money around between layers and layers of paperwork, hiding details, because there's just that many locations very things are very easily going to go amiss that's like kind of what my thought was at first um and so the company has been questioned over the years this conspiracy was posted on reddit i think in about the early 2000s that's where they really took off and so the company has been questioned over and over and people who worked for the company like the spokespersons have been interviewed for things like that and sorry i didn't i did see on reddit a response from the company i just went back into um Oh, we love a response. We yeah, love yeah. Response. yeah. I just love to like needle it out of them. But I guess the amount of locations is technically a type of business strategy. So it's supposed to be strategic so that the more locations is, first of all, a big part of like advertisement in general. So the more locations, the more often you see it, the more often you think about it. And thus it dominates the area. So when people go out to buy a mattress, this is the first location that they can think of. Um, yeah, kind of like a monopoly too, right? Like exactly, they only have yeah. one choice for mattressing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think of only mattress firm when I think of like yeah, mattresses, exactly. but also I don't know because like, doesn't that mean more overhead cost? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be more expensive to have like more stores open because you have to pay more people, pay for the merchandise, pay for the rent? pay for the electricity, like all of the things. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then people on Reddit were saying, though, that they talked to people who work in these mattress firm stores and they said they'd like go weeks without a single customer. Yes. I do have a quote from a particular Reddit user. I think it's the same thing um, directly from this Reddit user that you're referencing. It's a quote from a person who is allegedly a mattress store manager. Now, they did not confirm if they were mattress firm, but I think that can be kind of assumed. But they said they worked for a mattress store for five years, and I'm quoting it directly, can confirm it's an extremely boring job. You see few customers in a day. They often go as far as three weeks without a single person walking into the building. But the reason the store profits is the insane markup on the merchandise. A mattress is set at the cost of a company would be about $200, but then would retail for $2,000 thousand dollars every penny you negotiate off that price reduces how much the salesperson makes on the bed so in reality a discount doesn't affect the company's bottom line as long as you are negotiating the salesperson commission so i guess in another aspect of how this company functions it's like the insane locations but also the insane like markups yeah i was reading about the markups but that's interesting what you're saying about the sales commission like i mean i wonder how much a salesperson makes off of a mattress like do they have a salary and then they make a commission or is it commission only because that kind of seems like also if someone's bartering with me and i'm selling them a mattress i'd be like yeah no you got to pay full price on that one that's my commission but also i guess if you haven't had a commission in three weeks you've been working for three weeks without pay you might just like take what you can get yeah also side note I don't think I ever realized you could barter on a mattress. That was not something I realized you could do. You can barter on a Christmas tree. 
What? Yeah, but yeah. a Christmas tree is oh. not like a, a brick and mortar store, you know? I had no yeah, idea. That's true. That's true. Yeah, my but, dad always used to take us to the Christmas tree lot and he'd be you like- You can fight them on it? Yeah, he'd, you know, the tree would be like, you know, back in the day. To me, that's embarrassing. The tree, <laughs> I would never do that. The tree would be like 50 bucks and he'd be like, I'll give you 35. I could never be able to do that. But you know what also- I think boomer dads just are different. They're just different. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Emily, friend of the pod, was telling about how she negotiated at Home Goods just last week. What? what? Yeah, who knew? That's an option. She was now. like, she was like, love this end table, but you know, it's off its track. And he's like, man, I'll knock two hundred off it. Oh my god! Well, I did do that at a pier one one time. I will never have the confidence I, to do that, probably ever. And my friend but... chartered for a CVS plant for me once. I got like a tulip at CVS. So she was like, back when I used to buy plants at CVS. But she would be like, it's looking a little sad, and the CVS guy would just be like, okay. $3. See, this is why I need like type eight confident friends in my yeah. life who will do the bartering for when Bourbon Boy and I just got married. Um, we were shopping at Pier One for like a, a table and um, I found one at Pier One that I like and I asked like, do you guys have this in, in stock? And they didn't have it in the back. Like that was the last piece. And so they were like, you can have this one. And I was like, yeah, but you got to you got to knock them off. Yeah, this is the floor model. Was Bourbon Boy just like in awe of you? Uh, like, I can't believe I married this <laughs> confident woman. Yeah, he's like, he was like happy. I, I knocked off 250 bucks out of that, off that table. Um, but yeah, you know how they say those like, those memes that are like, um, nice guys marry mean girls so that they can like, <laughs> so that the mean girl will send the mashed potatoes back. <laughs> like, you didn't order mashed potatoes. Okay. No, you ordered french fries. Like, I'll definitely do that for him. All right, back on track. But uh, anyways, it still doesn't make any sense to me because another thing that I learned is that an average person does not replace their mattress for seven to ten years. So, like, how are like, yeah, I'm mean, I, I still I, having a functional. Well, business. right. I thought it was like eight years. I actually, eight years or something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I read is that like they're like they keep changing the recommendation. So it used to be. It used to be like, okay, every 10 years you need to replace yeah. your mattress. Then it was eight years and now seven years. And I feel like that's part of the scheme. Like if we just keep telling them they need to replace their mattress yeah. earlier and earlier, they're going to have to like now if we're if every five years you have to place your mattress, that's a 200% profit, you know? Yeah. And then kind of going back to the like multitude of location aspect, I'm not going to read it all, but I did have a quote from the spokesperson addressing this. And she kind of states that, in the early 2000s, mattress firms set a goal to become the first border-to-border, coast-to-coast specialty mattress retailer. And to achieve that goal, the company intentionally grew quickly over a span of nine years through acquisitions and organic growth. So I guess in general, they just tried to buy up as many locations as possible. But it just, I don't know, it still kind of seems weird to me. Yeah, and I was reading. Like, if, usually, if you buy a storefront, like if you're a normal a normal mm-hmm. business, you probably have to do like a renovation and everything. Um, but these mattress firms just like literally put their banner up over a previous sign, and you mm-hmm. get one or two employees, and you just start selling mattresses. So, I guess kind of to Kate's note, uh, overhead is maybe pretty low for this. Yeah. Then they say it's critical for them to invest in real estate in highly trafficked intersections and shopping centers and key markets to maintain that visibility. So in actuality, sometimes it does make financial sense to have stores in close proximity. So this quote was in response to that Indiana town I was talking about where there was five stores within a mile radius. And I guess that particular location is like a big international travel area, which like 
I'm sorry. Who's going to Indiana? I'm like, what? I'm sorry. So you fly (laughs) internationally to Indiana and then you're like, what I need to do is buy a king size mattress and get it back to Europe. Big layover area. I don't know. That's weird. Also, like, what is there to do in Indiana? Look at corn fields. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, especially now that Amazon ships. I mean, you can just get your mattress in a box. Oh, yeah. I got mine. I bought mine on Amazon. Me too. But I guess I also should have started the podcast by explaining what uh, money laundering is. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, But the definition directly from Google, because I will be sending Google as one of my sources, uh, is that money laundering is the concealment of the origins of illegally obtained money typically by means of transfers involving foreign banks or legitimate business. So, for example, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, this is how Walter White used his laundry business to hide his income from selling meth. And I thought this was absolutely hysterical because I did not even put it together that, like, he was using a laundry business and money laundering. That was where it came from. Oh, <laughs> like you're cleaning the money. I didn't yeah. know that either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought that was funny. They didn't even think of it as funny as I thought it was. But <laughs> I didn't. I've never watched Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. OK, you need to watch it. No, I can't. I can't watch Why? it. Because I well, I watched a couple episodes and I just cannot get behind his character. Oh, the like hero. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he, he just keeps making the wrong decisions. And I'm just like. It like yeah. makes my eye twitch. Yeah, I know. It, it did take a lot for me to get over the fact that he's Malcolm in the Middle's dad because I loved that show. I did watch the last episode with Bourbon Boy, but I just like I could not connect with his character. Mm. Um, yeah, you got to connect with the characters. Yeah, that's why you like to watch the OC, The Summer I Turned Pretty, Loki, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Nerd alert. Lord of the Rings. We haven't had nerd alert for a couple of episodes. No, we haven't. Uh, it's funny. Well, I, there's been no, you know, time travel. Yeah. But there is some uh, nerd alert merch on yes. the shop. Yes. So check that out. So, so another odd, suspicious thing about the mattress firm conspiracy. So we talked about the fact that there's so many locations. And we mentioned a little bit about the markup. So they sell these mattresses for an insane amount of price. And that's how they profit. Because it doesn't really cost that much to sell a mattress. But what's crazy is that they're always having sales, like constantly having sales. They're constantly marking things up and then putting them on sale for a reasonable price. <laughs> and also, isn't that illegal to mark something up like a crazy amount and then put it on sale for the normal price? Like, uh, I thought that's what Old Navy got in trouble I with. don't think it's illegal. Yeah. I don't, Old Navy was definitely doing something like that because I did get money back from them. Oh, really? Yeah. That's surprising. I forget what the legal term is, but we'll fact check it later. But suspicious. Am I not wrong? (laughs) Suspicious. I would like to see their Excel spreadsheets that can justify like opening this many stores and saying that it makes financial sense to have this many stores open, even though they only sell a mattress like every two weeks. Yeah. It's like, well, first of all, I love how we're always like, can you guys show us the Excel spreadsheet? Give me the numbers. Like we need the numbers. But yeah, I don't understand how they like make a profit. I don't get it. Especially if they have like locations in these like high rent areas. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just want to read to you from Google here, all right? It says, in the United States, there's no overarching law regulating pricing markup and charging more real-time price. Each state has its own laws, regulations, and guidelines regarding pricing fees. Some states consider it illegal to charge more than the advertised price. Hmm. Well, I, all I know is that I did get money back from Old Navy. But anyway. <laughs> so another aspect of this company and the theory behind it is the drama they had with their higher-ups. 
So there's CEO drama. Ooh. So Mattress Firm was bought by a parent company called Steinhoff, which was located in South Africa. Ooh, in Stellenbosch, right? Yes. I've been to Stellenbosch. Carrie and I went there and it was lovely. Lots of good wine. It's like their little wine country. But yeah, I think where the money's at. Have not been there. I have not been. Not been there, to that you one. Know. <laughs> but I do find it interesting that their parent companies in like a foreign country and the aspect of money laundering is that you're kind of transferring money between countries. Right, so. right. So Steinhoff as a company has had a lot of drama. Um, so just so you know like what Steinhoff is. So it's a top furniture retail company. It's up there with Ikea. And they've gone through a couple CEOs in the past decade or so. But the problem started with Marcus Jewis, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He was the CEO around 2017. So just a background check on his character. He's your classic CEO. He's a bougie rich man. <laughs> and he was known for being a big spender, being fancy, and being a little bit schnappy. And he was an elite in South Africa. He had a huge part in making the company have a big impact on the country's stock market. And I guess in 2017... He suddenly retired. Mm. And so let's back it up. He bought Mattress Firm for $3.8 billion in 2016, which was way more than what it was worth. And 2016 is when we started to get our mattresses in boxes. So people are like, what is this company really valued for? Like, why did they spend all that money buying Mattress Firm? It yeah. just felt really weird. Yeah, especially like you're you're probably on your decline. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so he bought it for an insane price and then suddenly just retired and so because of his retirement and then the company's random overspending absolutely tanked the economy in south africa everybody kind of lost trust because their thought process was if this guy marcus jewish is leaving for a reason there's got to be something else everybody started pulling out their stock yeah i read that the stock price tanked by like 62 percent in one day mm -hmm. so december 2017 they were supposed to release their end-of-year finance report, the parent company, and then they decided that they would just postpone that occasion because, quote, accounting irregularities. Hmm. So they were going to share their numbers and then just didn't. Mm. Um, and then they were officially accused of financial fraud. And I guess all their paperwork about where the money was going was incorrect. So there was a lot of accounting discrepancies. And so they were accused of what's called accounting fraud. And I guess as a company and not specifically money laundering. Okay, so like what's the difference? Right. So accounting fraud is like loading your numbers. Like they entered fictitious transactions and figures to hide their losses to kind of create an illusion to investors of like more income. Oh. Whereas money laundering is illegally selling things and using your company as like a front. Yeah, like drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So we can't exactly prove them of money laundering based on what their parent company did. But like you mentioned, Mattress Firm itself as an individual company was struggling as well with with competition. Um, so Mattress Firm also bought out Sleepies. Um, I think they bought out Sleepies and maybe a couple other companies. But their goal for them to buy out Sleepy was, was to hopefully be like the top 25% of all mattress sales. And they're trying to buy out their competition. But it ended up doing them dirty because there were so many other online mattress companies at the time that were even bigger competitors. And then they got stuck in this huge realtor fraud. 
as like a sideline plot twist. But I guess I didn't really understand what specifically was going on with that. And uh, I think, Megan, I think you kind of researched that a little bit more than I did. Yeah, my understanding was that they had two real estate executives who work for them. And these real estate agents wanted to be their broker, their person. So like whenever mattress firm would buy a place, like come to us, we'll, mm. we'll be your agent. And they were giving kickbacks to the mattress company employees for bringing them the business. But then they were like upcharging on the real estate, making them sign on for really long leases and like overcharging for the leases. And um, so by jacking up these prices, then the real estate executives are getting these big commissions. So it's co it's um, giving the mattress company employees and the realtors like, you know, I got kickbacks. Um, Huge commissions. That's like more money lost to the company. Yeah. yeah. And then they got stuck having to pay out these insanely expensive leases and things like that, which really impacted the financial status of the company. They ended up filing bankruptcy, which kind of leads to where I don't know 100% if this is a money laundering scandal, perhaps more like an insurance fraud situation. Well, like my thought is that if you were trying to hide illegal activity, you would be making money. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they are losing money to the point where you have to file for bankruptcy. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, the so. whole point of money laundering is to be like, I am I have cash inflow, but it and it's supposedly coming from this like totally yeah, legal substance. To yeah, thriving mattress. Right, business. right. Despite the fact that so I guess twenty eighteen they filed for bankruptcy. And at the time they had mattress firm had a CEO named Ken Murphy. And I think he was kind of stuck in the realtor mess, but also more into the accounting mess of the finances of the company. And he was kind of the peak, like he was there during the peak of this conspiracy around Mattress Firm. And he personally was accused over and over by online users, i.e. Reddit users, about being involved in money laundering. And he ended up having to respond directly to this and he claimed that the bank. Oh, Ken. Uh -huh. Ken, why is he responding? I know. <laughs> he claimed that the bankruptcy was just a method for the company to redesign their finances to kind of get their shit together. And then he promptly denied the money laundering accusation. And then after his denial, he promptly resigned the next day. And I guess he was like, uh, I'm a head out. <laughs> like, he got the hell out of there. Yeah, he's probably like, well, probably what happened is he had a lawyer that was advising him like, hey, you need to declare bankruptcy. And then the next day you just need to bow out because, they, you know, this is for your legal protection. Yeah, it definitely kind of checks out. Like they were definitely doing something shady. But yeah, yeah and probably advised by his legal representation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say to me, it points more to him being shady because he's like, of course, we didn't do this. And then I'm going to get my name out of it like right. real quick. So I'm reading a quote that Mattress Firm's uh, gross revenue and sales are in line with its competitors, indicating that it is indeed a legitimate business. Yeah, they did make about the famous Caspers, which is another kind of pretty common mattress company. Um, and they're like, we're not doing anything weird, essentially, is what they were trying to prove. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're like really doing illegal stuff. Um, but I think that they're like truly selling mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's definitely maybe some dirty seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody is definitely making money off a of scam off of this scam. 
Um, and they have come out with responses a couple of times, like I've kind of said earlier. Um, like the matches for Twitter account will post memes every now and again uh, about how ridiculous it is that they and they're kind of like sugarcoating things instead of actually owning up to it. Twitter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their parent company seems very suspicious. I mean, that South African company, like they had accounting fraud. Like, of course, something weird's going on with every aspect of their company. Yeah, it just seems like what were they up to that they just put this obscene amount of money like $3.8 billion, way more than this company is worth. Why'd they do that? And then they just like watch the stocks plummet by 62%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they just like hold out. It's odd. Yeah. It's really odd. Yeah. I feel like a billionaire businessman would know better than to do like a shitty business deal like this for $3.8 billion. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like, why are all the CEOs like promptly retiring and resigning, as resigning, you know? They're all getting out right before shit happens. Like that Marcus guy, the CEO of the parent company, he got out right before the company tanked. And then Murphy denied all claims and then got out right before the drama happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, it doesn't really make sense. Don't, I mean, don't ask me about the mattress companies. I, I mean, don't yeah. know how We're they not can like high, like mark up these mattresses like super high and then make a profit when yeah. people aren't buying mattresses all the time. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how the company functions. I mean, none of us are business majors, but um, again, we talk about a $200 mattress and you're marking it up to $2,000. That seems crazy. But I did read that the markup on our cups of coffee is approximately equivalent, but we don't really think about it because it's like a much lower price. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So it, it just seems so much more dramatic when you're looking at like a $2,000 product. This is also why you should buy fair trade coffee, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But also when people come in to buy a mattress, I'm they have to buy a mattress. So it's always going to be... Con That's true. Sale. They're not just like yeah. shopping around. Yeah. Like they're, they're in there specifically for a mattress. Mm -hmm. uh, remember, do you guys remember going furniture shopping with your parents? Well, yeah, I mean, we would go to Jordan's, which is like local to New England only, famous for having the IMAX theater and the jelly bean play. <laughs> I love Jordan. My dad just like loves to shop for furniture, so he'd like take us, you know, into these furniture stores. Well, yeah, you grew up in like prime a prime location for furniture sales. Oh yeah, 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 lots of furniture shops in North Carolina. I'd like to just give a shout out to my mother. Who gets all almost all of her <laughs> furniture off the streets to make them, and yet still makes them adorable. Oh, oh, well, that's good. Um, but yeah, so I'd be like shopping and be like, "Oh, come on, Dad, this is so boring." And so me and my brother would just like go play on the mattresses. Right, right, right. Oh, so you're saying you actually went to mattress stores, Kate? Yeah, I feel like. Well, you know how the, in the furniture stores there was always like a mattress section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so my my brother and I would just, just go lay on them, hang around. Yeah. Just um, what do you do? Oh, just hanging around. You know that guy. Yeah, that meme. Yeah, that meme. But anyways, <laughs> back to what I was going to say. They mark up the prices and they have a confirmed sale, so no matter what. So maybe they do actually profit. You know what I mean? Like they know they're going to make a sale either way. Yeah, it just seems like you could more easily profit if you just like lost the brick and mortar stores and went online. Like, yeah. I mean, can you buy mattress firm mattresses online? Can we get a fact check on that, Kate? Uh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, look, you can buy them online. Ooh, but what is shipping? Uh, wow, 149. That's like an actual pretty cheap mattress. And maybe because they got caught. I don't know what the shipping I is. Know. I think I have to add it to my card. I got that the out, ship so. 
<laughs> I read that the the Department of Justice did come out and say, quote, we cannot confirm nor deny that there is an ongoing investigation. Oh, yeah. That was oh. crazy to me. Yeah. I thought that was crazy, too, that the FBI literally had to come out with a response because people on Reddit were literally naggling this company so much. But yeah, they're definitely know. padding their numbers and someone should probably be in federal prison. But yep. also, I don't have a law background. Right. Yeah. But maybe that's why they're not denying that there isn't a, an investigation. You think in like five years, there's going to be this huge scandal that comes out and we'll look back on this episode and be like, we were there first. You yeah. heard it here first. You people. know what, guys? We will cover it for you from the courthouse. Yeah. Live. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all I got. This company and the drama. But uh, let me know what you guys think. <laughs> we will post some polls as per usual. Kate, what are our polls? Uh, Yeah, like... Yes, they're money laundering. No, there's something illegal happening. Or no, it just it's just a mattress company. Boring. Yeah. It's all on the yeah, up and up. No, they gotta be doing something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Business majors, hit us up, please. Like, <laughs> help us understand. Don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle in the end because, like, I feel like they have to be doing something illegal, but I just don't think it's money laundering. Okay, Megan, you. Um, I think the same just because there's no oh, proof proof right. that there's like money laundering <laughs> happening, but like definitely some fishy accounting and yeah. that whole real estate scheme. We do not have enough proof proof to determine, but it's definitely suspicious. Like when you put the whole international aspect into it, too. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that it's like specifically money laundering. But just like you guys, I'm like, there's something else happening. Yeah. Like, it's just too weird that, you know, the CEOs, like, resign or quit or I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'd be more believable if someone came out and was like, yeah, I was a CEO and I just had, like, really bad business sense and I just bought up way too many buildings because I was trying to create a monopoly on mattresses. But they're really doubling down on that. Like, no, even if we only make a sale every three weeks, we are, you know, doing well. Yeah, I just I I don't know. This is again. It's like the it's like when they go to the moon. And I'm like, how did they make the video come back? Like I don't understand. <laughs> but like in this sense, I'm just like, how did these these like stores just stay open? Like yeah. it it shouldn't make sense. Yeah, and we're all actually in agreement on this one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is a yeah. is this? Oh, I think we're we chem, agree, we're, we're all chemtrails. Yeah, chemtrails. Yeah, yeah. But sounds like a pretty boring job in the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was I on Reddit. There was this like one twelve year old who was like, I did my own investigation with my friends, which I also loved. Right. And we just like walked from store to store. But they said when they went into these places, the employees would all just look really bored. Boring. Not boring a job. job. And when they walked across the street to like the next store, the guy from the previous store would have already called that guy to give him a heads up. But I don't like, you know. I'm here for some 12-year-olds doing their own investigation. Also, like, funny. The bottom that, of this. Yeah. Also, the, the guy's like, hey, heads up. They're coming to you. Yeah. Like, these 12-year-olds. These 12-year-olds. Menaces. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But let us know what you think in the polls, guys. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening and have a good week. Yeah. See you guys. Every Tuesday. Yep. See you, see next, you next week. week. Thanks.